Hey, faithful listeners. Do you have an idea for an episode topic? Do you have your own opinions about what we talk about when we talk about zombies? Do you suspect someone of mind wizardry? Are you your own grandpa? Do you suspect us of mind wizardry? Let us know what you're thinking by emailing us at suggestions at lifenarrated.com. Listeners, and welcome to Life Narrated, the podcast about life and the stories we tell. My name is Emily, and I can't recall my whereabouts during the last full moon. My name is Lauren, and silver makes me really itchy now. Uh, my name is Matt, and I'm your best friend. Or am I? <laughs> uh, and today we're going to talk about werewolves, guys. Um, this is something that we've been trying to put together for a while, but it keeps on getting uh, superseded by others. So... Yeah, Lauren is going to tell us a little bit about the history of werewolves. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Got it. No, um, breaking breaking down the word is Old English, and it literally means man wolf. Um, <laughs> so wait, where means man? Yes. Huh. Okay. W e r. Werewolf. Werewolf. Where where is man and the wolf is wolf? Okay, but but other other like cultures have this word as well. So like one of the examples was like Old High German and Middle High German, you know, <laughs> and and Frankish and you know. It's so the same the, like, word. It, it's not necessarily the same word, but it's they have but something it is that means that. in the sense. Yeah, exactly. It, so whatever the word is, so like in like. Um, Latin, it would have been garwolf, which means man-wolf. Okay. So, um, so it doesn't, it's not the same word in the sense that it sounds the same, but it's the same word in the sense that it literally means wolf-man or man-wolf. Yeah. Okay. It's, so this word has been around for a really long time. Wolves, I think partly because they are Roman packs and tend to hunt you know, animals that are directly linked to human beings, so like cattle. They also hunt like humans sheep. sometimes. Yeah, they've been known to hunt humans. Um, they are nocturnal creatures. They've always kind of been associated with um, evil and like the devil, but also just like even even before like Christianity, um, you know, that, that inner bestiality that's within us all so like pre-christian wolves weren't necessarily seen as evil but they were also but there's like still this connection to power raw animal power and like bloodlust well take the the romans for example they the the mythical start of rome is when the twins romulus and remus were raised by a she-wolf which by the way she-wolf the word in latin uh, also means prostitute. So there is a oh. lot of wiggle room in that story. But she was raised; they were raised Why by an actual wolf, <laughs> right? And a right. wolf prostitute, or or a prostitute. She, who knows? Um, well, in this case, she's a nursemaid. So, so whichever way, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that they kind of have this like mythical idea that Rome was, you know, that they're descended from wolves, basically. But they also had a, like this weird uh 
aversion to the forest because wolves lived in the forest and they would get eaten. <coughs> and so, um, you know, these old fairy tales that everybody gets eaten in the woods. And so mm-hmm. if you can imagine how they felt about the druids who choose to live in the woods and, like, would jump out of trees on top of them and stuff, and they were terrifying to the Romans. And that's why they ended up, like, burning a lot of forests because yeah. they, they afraid. So, anyway, that's a little tangent. Yeah, no, but you're totally right. So it's, like, seen as this, like, creature of immense power and, like, in uh, Norse cultures, they, like, Odin, for example, had two wolves and could transform into a wolf, but also was destroyed or will be destroyed, I guess, by the wolf Fenrir. Yeah. So, you know, there's this, like, and Fenrir, of course, is, like, one of the children of Loki, who's just a huge, giant wolf, and will, like, swallow the sun and kill (laughs) Odin, you know? So, like, he's not great. He's seen as... (laughs) Like, it's the wolf that will kill gods. Yeah, yeah, so... If that says anything about how humans view them, you know? Yeah, but, but then at the same time, like, Odin is known for having a, like, wolf's protect Valhalla. Yeah. Um, the hall itself is like guarded by wolves. And so there's this kind of almost like love hate yeah. relationship. And then when um, Christianity and other, uh, those kinds of like, is it Abra- Abrahamic mm-hmm. religions? I just want to make sure I was pronouncing that right. Kind of come along. That's kind of when you start to see that association um, with the devil and people making pacts with the devil. Um, so early kind of werewolf stories, um, tend to have some sort of devil pact (laughs) and tend to end, um, violently, of course, but a lot of times with the person like confessing. And so a lot of the stories that I found were actual accounts of people encountering werewolves. And and when I say actual accounts, what I mean is that like, kind of when we were ta- we talked about like vampires and witches, it's like this is what people truly believed that these men in particular made a pact with the devil who would give them the skin of a wolf to put on, and that's what would transform them. Yeah. Uh, and and they and then they grew this like insatiable hunger and started hunting down like women and children. And murdering, uh, like, obviously murdering them, but also devouring them. So you have that also, that element of, like, a beast who is killing and eating, but that person is still a man. So it's, like, a type of, like, twisted cannibalism. Yeah. Yeah. And they inevitably will be caught and tortured, and a lot of people confess that, yep, the, yep, this is, you're (laughs) totally right. Devil made me do it. It's the devil. Yep. (laughs) Devil Devil made made me do it. Um, I also want to interject here because um, we talked before about when when D goes, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a similar thing. And I think it's a little bit different in that the point of when when D goes is that they are, are have an insatiable hunger, and like that's a little different than the werewolf that is like it's just a ravenous beast. Like that, yeah. the scariness of that is that it just kills for killing. But the scariness of the Wendigo is that it just wants to eat everything. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that a little bit too because it is very similar. I mean, they're both kind of like humans that can have turned or can turn into creatures. Yeah. That um, are are like predators of other humans. 
But I think there's like a, a very important difference where like Wendigos are like once you turn into a Wendigo, you're not a human anymore. You're, you're a Wendigo. Like you can't go back to being a human, and you live to eat other humans. Yeah. Whereas like a werewolf, you turn and then you go back, there's or a, you go back and forth. You can. There's like a secret of nature to it. You can hide what you are. Exactly, or you can deceive others, exactly. Yeah. Whereas Wendigo's, like, they're just good at hiding and shit, but, like, they can't, like, walk around in plain sight. Yeah, they go Because they'll eat you. Yeah. It's a what? They'll eat you. Yeah, yeah, they eat you. Um, (laughs) They'll be like, hi, friend, I'm so sorry about this. (laughs) Come get in my belly. You're going to be delicious, though. Whereas, like, a person who is a werewolf, right, can maybe, I I think a common theme with werewolves is that once they turn into the wolf, their man brain, the human brain, is lost. Yeah. So they, so in that way, they lose that control the way that Wendigos do. Sure. But they, you know, so I think there's a lot of, like, movies and books and stuff where it's, like, the person is trying to appeal to, like, the human inside you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, it ain't there no more. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> but that's, like, fundamentally different than a Wendigo in that right. like, a Wendigo never even is interested once it turns in controlling itself. or Yeah. You know, it's, like, not even a human anymore. It's not. It's a completely separate thing. Um, yeah. One of the stories that I read was from, um, like, I want to say it was France. I read this as a little girl, actually. Um, and the story goes is that there's this man who turned into a wolf, and the interesting thing about it, and I don't know if it's because it was dumbed down for children, they don't really go into how Mm. he gained that power, just that he did. Okay. And the way that he turned back, so it was like a cycle, just like, you know. Yeah. With the full moon, he would leave his wife, and he would go into the woods, and he would take off his clothing, and that's when he would transform into a wolf. And then at the end of the full moon, he would go back and put his clothes back on and then transform back into a man. And without his clothing, he could not make that transformation. Oh, interesting. So he needed the, like, so the, like, literally clothing (coughs) represented that humanity, that civilization, exactly. And his wife grew curious and would, like, beg him to know where he was going, and he said, I cannot tell you. If I tell you, you will hate me. Mm. And she's like, how could I ever hate you? You're the most beautiful, generous man. Like, that would never happen. You should trust me. I'm your wife. <laughs> and, which I, I have a lot of problems with this story. We'll get to that at the end. When someone says that to you, like, no, immediately, that isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Yeah, so, you know, that I could never hate you. You're my husband. Like, I am bound to you by God. Like, I... Why would you even say that? So, basically, she bugs him long enough that he eventually tells her. Yeah. And guess what happens, guys? Oh, you will not believe it. She, gets, she hates him. Yeah. Yeah. She basically is like, oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't I can't believe this. Oh, this is so weird. And, <laughs> and, and it harkens back to that idea of, like, oh, my gosh, if he kills a human being, it's cannibalism. If he sleeps, like, I'm sleeping with a wolf man, so I'm committing bestiality. <laughs> wow. That. So like so she begins to resent him and she confides in this other man and and together they plot and basically what they do is they steal his clothing so he cannot turn back into a man 
And then they basically are like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> and then the, so then the, the bad guy and the wife then marry. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the man, the werewolf ends up trapped in his wolf form and is like wandering the woods. And there's the, his lord, and maybe it was the king and he was a lord, but either way, the, the lord comes to the woods and he's hunting wolves and, in his wolf form, he still has his human mind and recognizes him and basically submits to him. And so the dude is like, whoa, I've never seen a wolf do this, and basically takes him as a pet. So this allows the the werewolf to come back into society, and he lives with the Lord as his, like, co- like companion animal. As his pet. <laughs> yeah. And, like, guards him, and, and they form this, like, trust bond, which harkens to the idea of dogs being man's best friend. So one day, his his ex-wife now huh. and her new husband come to court, and the wolf recognizes them and are like, he basically has this like, you motherfuckers, <laughs> and attack, he attacks his wife and bites her nose off. Oh, dang. And, and everybody's like, really taken aback because this wolf, the entire, you know, this was many years, has never shown any aggression to anyone ever except for this woman and her husband, which immediately makes the Lord say, like, huh, what have you guys been up to? Yeah. And they confess, and they're, and it seems like a really, like, ridiculous story, but he was like, okay, bring, bring us some of his clothes. And so they put his clothes in a room and leave the wolf in there, and sure enough, he transforms back into a man. And so then the woman is shamed, and, and the kind of end of the story, like, the last little, like, fuck you – is that all of her children, like, all of her descendants are born without noses. Mm. Because she was, like, a devious and unfaithful woman. And okay. But what about what that other deserved. dude who, like, conspired it, with yes, her? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait a second. Um, yeah. That story, if I were in it, would have been a lot shorter. Like, as soon as they took my clothes and they married, I'd have been like, oh, I'm a wolf. I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. And, end of story. And then find the clothes, because I'm sure Yeah, exactly. Are. Like, get my own clothes back or whatever. Right, right. I mean, so, like, that, so I read this as a little kid and was just like, that's messed up on a lot of levels. <laughs> but it also, the reason I wanted to tell it is because it definitely m- plays with a lot of the ideas about werewolves but the way it's different is that he regains his mind. Or he doesn't regain it, retains it. Okay. So even when he's in his wolf form, he still has the mind of a human being. As opposed to a lot of other werewolf stories where you're completely taken over by this beast and this lust and you have no rationality and you're just a killing machine. Yeah, let's kind of talk about the the like aspects of this story like you're talking about. Because sometimes... Oh, a person is a wolf because they're cursed. Sometimes a person is a wolf because they've been bitten by another werewolf. And sometimes, like, it's kind of like a sulky thing, right? He takes off his clothes and then he's a wolf. And if somebody takes his clothes, he can't go back to be a human. And that's kind of the same thing with, like, the sulky myth is that the women are, would come to shore and take off their seal skin to kind of uh, stay with the men, and then they'd leave by putting on their seal skin and becoming a seal and running away. And so the the men would hide or lock up their seal skins, and then they'd have a sulky wife. And then one day the wife would find the seal skin and be like, bye, deuces. (laughs) Right? Um, 
So and 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 still, I would argue, like in those tales, the the women are like the silkies are like demonized because it's like, how dare you leave your husband? Yeah, What's right. With you, <laughs> you're you're or you're sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you mean you don't have Stockholm syndrome yet? <laughs> uh, Shouldn't take more than a few weeks to set in. You yeah, really are. That's right. And she left her holy marriage bed. Like, mm. <laughs> um, so go be a seal. Right. What a jerk. And sometimes they make deals with the devil, too, right? Um, yep. That happens. They also have a thing where, like, some of them retain their their human mind. Some of them are just ravening, ravaging beasts. Like, uh, the ha- Hound of the Baskerville, wasn't that a werewolf? It was not. It was, it was not. a big dog. It was a, they were dogs. They were dogs. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes doesn't play with Supernatural. Yes, he does, Every- though. <laughs> what? There's a, there's a book called The Vampire of Essex. But does it actually include a vampire, or is it just like some guy with long teeth? That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't read it. Yeah, no, because I know the, the Hound of the Baskervilles, everyone thinks it's a werewolf, and that's oh, the whole thing. I see. But then they call Sherlock Holmes in, and he's like, nah, it's just a dog, someone painted blue. <laughs> someone painted blue. Um, and is like, trained them to be, like, they trained the dog to be... Right, to be super vicious. Right. Yeah. I have not uh, read either of those things. So. No bad pets, only bad owners. <laughs> what? I said, no bad pets, only bad owners. There you go. Um... Yeah, so I let's talk a little bit about the anthropology of werewolfism, because the the like technical term for werewolf is lycanthropy, mm-hmm. which comes from uh, there was a Greek king who uh, wanted to trick Zeus into eating human flesh because if a god eats human flesh, then he uh, is no longer divine, and so he served he chopped up some folks and served it to Zeus, and Zeus was like, nah. And uh, he... T- Ew! Yeah, it's gross. And he cursed uh, him, the king, to uh, be a wolf forever. And that king's name was King Lycan. And so now we have lycanthropy, which is From that. changing into a wolf. Um, and there's actually a clinical lycanthropy, which is defined as a rare psychiatric syn- syndrome that involves a delusion that a- the affected person can transform into, has transformed into, or is a non-human animal. Um, I'm, I'd be curious, like, when did that, that first start appearing? That's a good question. psychological issue, because I, I have a feeling that probably started appearing... After we have we had popular myths about werewolves, right? Because we have the Wendigo syndrome, which is um, here. I have a little thing about that. Um, is described by psychiatrists as a culture-bound syndrome with uh, symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. And in some indigenous communities, <laughs> environmental destruction and insatiable greed are also seen as manif- manifestations of Wendigo psychosis. So these are like. Wendigo psychosis is considered a culture-bound syndrome. It's kind of an expression of something that's wrong in a way that makes sense in a culture. Um, Mm. And so I think that's kind of um, the deal with clinical lycanthropy. A lot of people categorize it as a a form of schizophrenia because schizophrenia involves, like, non-standard speech patterns, which, you know, barking is a non-standard speech pattern. Um, Delusions... uh, hallucinations what else oh um paranoia so like these are all things that are symptoms of schizophrenia 
and can also be kind of molded into fitting with what happens. But also clinical lycanthropy, it can be um, not specifically human to wolf transformation. There's a wide variety of creatures that uh, have been reported. In fact, a very, or not a very common one, uh, but the term ophidanthropy refers to the delusion that one has been transformed into a snake, and there have been two case studies reported. So there's also, like, people who report they've been turned into bees and frogs and horses. So it it covers all of those things. If you have (coughs) a delusion where you are, you have, like, animal hands, or you're running around outside and you're, you know knocking over trash cans or whatever that's kind of a lycanthropy type situation there's also another um ailment that uh people have also kind of thought that uh werewolf myths have come from called hypertrichosis trichosis Mm -hmm. and it's uh also called ambrose syndrome it's basically just like hair growing all over your body even on your face to make you appear like a wolf or some other furry creature oh so when people get this the syndrome and you see them they look like a like a man wolf essentially like a person that's hairy all over yeah i'm pretty you sure know, this is what simple. was cuz you would see a lot of these people almost like the bearded lady yeah. or someone like that um which is like uh you a lot of these people tended to work in like circus performers like mm-hmm. in in you know back in the old days in like what they would call the freak shows yeah. um because and and I'm pretty sure, and maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but the 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 Wolfman, the movie, like the old yeah. school horror movie, like the the idea kind of came from. There's like an actual man with this condition, and he was well known, like in the like sideshows and stuff, and like so he the way that he looked because he had this like actual medical condition is one of the things that inspired the makeup for the oh. the wolfman when he was transformed. I see. Okay. With the with the you know being in the movie he's he's just a man. He's like an upright man, but he grows hair all over his face and grows fangs and like claws. He doesn't actually transform into a wolf. He stays pretty humanoid. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. You should definitely look up some of these uh, pictures under the Wikipedia hypertrichosis. Yeah. Because they're really ridiculous. There's one of, like, a lady with a beard, like, coming out of her her temples, and it's just going down to her bust, and she's, like, in a nice dress, uh-huh. and it's just, she looks like Cousin It. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I also wanted to mention that in rare cases, individuals may believe that other people have transformed into animals. This is a different psychosis, and it's been termed uh, lycanthropy inter, uh, intermetamorphosis, or lycanthropy spectrum. It's a lycanthropy spectrum. Um, and a 2009 study, this is this is direct quote from the Wikipedia page, and I think it's hilarious. A 2009 study reported that after the consumption of the drug MDMA, a man displayed <laughs> symptoms of paranoid psychosis by claiming that his relatives have changed into various animals, such as a boar, donkey, and a horse. Like, yeah, he's on ecstasy. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I don't think it qualifies as a psychosis at that point. He's on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, drugs can make you psychotic. If you take them long enough, they'll basically melt your brain. That's right. All right. So let's talk about some of the the modern uh, 
modern media that we can find werewolves in and some like the tropes that we find in those modern media. We talked a little bit about this already, but we can yeah. kind of go in a little bit more in depth. I do want to say that um, I found this interesting um, thought on TV tropes, actually, that you know how tw- uh, Twilight and other, you know, vampire things have kind of had this resurgence of vampires and there's been more, like in the 90s there was a resurgence of vampires and... Um, Werewolves never really had that, and I think, and they they pointed out that it's because of the special effects failure. Like, there's just no graceful way to like show werewolves on film, and like mm. while having your neck bitten by like beautiful people is like erotic, being torn to bloody chunks is really not. So like yeah. they have all of these like, um, yeah, it's really harder to rehabilitate the idea of a werewolf as well. At, you know, because it was easy to rehabilitate the idea of a vampire. Just, like, make them good. Make them sexy looking. Well, and I think, too, like, with Twilight and stuff, I think Twilight's werewolves, maybe because of that, kind of harken back to that, like, pre-Christianity, like, turning into a wolf is a powerful thing that is... But it's also, too, right, don't they... I did not read the books. I I've did. seen some of the movies, but they made it seem like that the werewolves were a tribe. Yeah. So they were all like, it, it seemed very, I don't know if it was Native American, but yeah. it seemed very Native American and very like, if you're born into this family, you will have this ability. Basically, in, in Twilight, they had uh, the Kuliut tribe that they belong to is. Um, they all have the gene, and it's latent unless the vampires are close. And then once the vampires <laughs> are close, then they start activating the gene. And so, like, since that family of vampires moved in, the one by one, the kids, the young men in the tribe have been activating and becoming. And they, the other kids who, like, haven't activated are just, like, they're in, like, a strange cult. They're being weird. They're, like, starting, like, <laughs> this paramilitary, and then one by one they all activate because I think more werewolves come down, and there's just, like, a herd of them. And yeah. <laughs> you're just like, well, <laughs> I guess. So and so that's actually something I wanted to bring up is that, like, Emily, you said an interesting thing about how it's hard to rehabilitate werewolves, or at least harder than it was for vampires. Yeah. But in the way that it's been done, in, to the extent that it has been done at all, is as the enemy of a vampire. Like, yes. And they're often like the opposite spectrum of like vampires. So it's a vampire movie, but it has werewolves as like the counterbalancing enemy. force. I think, yeah. yes. And I think that's uh, a very common trope, but I think also what has made them sexy to a certain extent is this idea of like a mate bond. That's the thing in like Twilight is that all of the werewolves they have a mate bond with somebody <laughs> and like one it's interesting because like the first person you see that has this like she is severely disfigured because she was really close to a werewolf when it changed and like they're they're still married and they're in love but like she also this was like a learning curve that she had to go on <laughs> um, but like in the end I don't know if you guys have seen the last uh, I movie uh-huh, I, where he imprints on a baby on a baby on a baby she on a she's baby. a baby <laughs> she's a fresh baby yes he like looks at her they have this weird like vulcan mind yeah. thing and he's just like basically i'm gonna fuck this baby yeah exactly when she gets old enough for me to fuck her. right and mm. not only that but she is aging exponentially so like when she gets like 
biologically old enough to have children will be like at uh, maybe five months old. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just, it's really creepy in a lot of ways. It's so gross. That is super and creepy. Honestly, I think talking about Twilight is more of a disservice to the topic than it is like a useful thing because there's so many strange outliers in, in Twilight, Twilight that's specifically. True. Well, but I think this is a good example of what Emily was talking about, like of a revamp that failed. Well, no, Perhaps, because yeah. a lot of werewolf like media and stories have this like mate bond thing going on. Is that right? Yeah, I, like I've seen a lot of it. And that's kind of how okay. they've rehabilitated the werewolf in in I think in written media at least it doesn't really work in in uh, movies and TV shows I think fascinating yeah okay. yeah well and I and I was talking to Matt a little bit about this where uh, talking about how the werewolf stories are almost always kind of um, intertwined with vampires yeah and there's I've seen movies and read stories that like. Especially like Dracula, given he has like dominion over creatures of the night. Um, like I believe in Bram Stoker's Dracula, they make reference to it where yeah. he he he's a shapeshifter. He can turn he can into transform. a wolf, yeah, and he can turn into a wolf, and he like what he can turn into mist and bats and all, yeah. and wolves. Um, so there's also that like connection between vampires and and wolves. But I've also seen stories where, because of that, when a werewolf um, can be, if Dracula has dominion over wolves and creatures of the night, then he also has control over werewolves, and basically yeah. they have to be like subservient to him, yeah, um, and other or other vampires or whatever. Um, also, I just want to interject right now. Yeah. She's driving me crazy. Hopefully, it, you can't hear it, but um, my roommate's cat is like outside the door crying Aww, to get in. I have heard it, and I want to. Yeah, I want to let her in, but then she'll just be like all up on the shit. So I apologize if you're hearing a cat <laughs> crying. She's fine. She's okay. she's fine. She's yeah. She's just really entitled <laughs> and wants to come into my room all the time. That's funny. Um. So sorry. Sorry for the the derailment there, but yeah, the the idea that like vampires are greater than yeah yeah, and um, incidentally, um, you know Anne Rice who wrote um, the Vampire Chronicles, she's very famous. Her sister writes about werewolves. Her go. sister is Alice Bouchard, and she has a bunch of series about Roman werewolves that is very interesting. I feel like I feel like they're they're kind of yin and yang as yeah. far as like where you find vampires werewolves are usually nearby. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, you, it's hard nowadays to have like a, a werewolf movie by itself, but if you want werewolves like you can stick them into basically any vampire movie. Yeah. 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 Like what we do in the shadows had a great like little tribe of vampires or uh, werewolves rather. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. It's no, but super you funny. you were telling me they were like on a twelve step program or something, or yeah, like they're, they're so cute. They're super adorable. Like they don't they want to be like nice guys, except that's like sometimes they're werewolves, <laughs> and so like they all help each other out during the the full moon. But like besides that, they're just like really close bros, and they like go out and fist bump, and like they have like they like support each other and stuff, just like. <laughs> You would think, like, a little um, pack of, of, like, bros would do. That's right. You know? They're like, hey, we're not, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. 
Keep it clean. It's <laughs> like one of the things they say. It's like, I told you to wear, what, there's like this whole thing where it's like, I told you to wear sweatpants. You need loose fitting clothes. You're going to rip off all your jeans <laughs> when you transform. Listen next time. And they're just like in the middle of the woods, like helping chain each other up. That's yeah, so, so funny. They, can, they don't hurt each anybody when they change. Yeah, like it's pretty adorable. But they're yeah, like, and then the vampires cute. are just like buttholes to them. Yeah. <laughs> but then it, by the end, they kind of they're like, all cool in the they end. make this truce. Yeah. Um, that's so. But once again, like that movie is like ostensibly about vampires, but like there's just like tag along well werewolves on uh, right right behind. Yeah, them. I think that they're kind of like the the side characters in all of these. If they're not enemies, they're like side characters in all of these like vampire stories. Yeah, Underworld's another good example. Yes. like that Underworld series where it's mm-hmm. like the the vampire ladies fighting like the werewolf people, and and they even like because I have watched all those movies. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> the the origin story too is that like the original vampire and the original werewolf were brothers, and one was bitten by a bat and became a vampire. One was bitten by a wolf and became a a wolf. But the other the others, and I think this is actually a really great explanation of kind of why you see the wolf is because there's this idea of completely losing your human mind to an animal mind and so the brother who was the wolf was just completely uncontrollable yeah and and all and all of his like offspring like were just banana balls <laughs> and and to the point where like he where his where his brother could transform the vampire could transform at will like if you wanted to be a bat he could be a bat but he could also have the human form his brother was just a wolf Okay. Like, he had no, he did not transform. He had no option. He was just completely lost. And his descendants became more humanoid, and the vampires enslaved them. Okay. When they were human beings, they were slaves. And when they were wolves, they were used as, like, soldiers, or or, or they were just, like, controlled because it was like, oh, it's your werewolf time, and you're just turned into this animal, so that's how we're going to you just keep you caged up. Um so, I mean, honestly, these movies are not great, but they're, like, fun, <laughs> they to, watch. fun to watch. But I did think that was kind of interesting in the sense that it, it's, like, when, mod, in modern day context, and I think we talked about this before, Emily, you'll have to remind me, but I think it was you were telling me about this book where it was talking about a lot of people see the werewolf myth becoming an allegory for PTSD. Yes. Um, yeah, I will talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but I did want to take up on your, like, slave thing, because there's another uh, series that, it's called the Anita Blake series, and they have, um, there's a bunch of, like, old vampires who have, like, animal friends. They're, like, lycanthrope that they are basically enslaved, and they've, like, abused them for, like, thousands of years, and now they're in a situation where they can't abuse, they've come to America, and, like, everyone's like, you can't abuse use these, you know, lycanthropes. They're people, and, like, so they have to be nice to them, and (laughs) they they keep on, like, they'll abuse them in private, and then they'll, like, the animals will just do something crazy in public, and they'll be like, well, that's why I abuse them, because you gotta keep a firm (laughs) hand, and so, like, there's this whole, like, it's like this revolution happening. I find it really interesting that they're just like, you can't do that. And they all the werewolves are going to therapy because so that they don't act out oh. in public. It's really great. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I, uh, what you were talking about, um, 
about the PTSD. They kind of, it's this story, uh, this book called Tribe by Sebastian Younger, and he, he, it's very smart. It's mostly about PTSD and how soldiers are not, um, reintegrated properly into society, and that's why we have PTSD, because the amount of battle time that you see is not directly related to the amount of cases of PTSD, um, and so it's just a matter of, I mean, it's not just a matter, but it's a matter, it's something about our society that doesn't allow people to adjust to peacetime. And he was talking about werewolf and lycanthropy as this way of symbolizing the beast within society. So we have like zombies that symbolize these, you know, subversive horror. And then we have vampires that is like stranger danger. And werewolves are like, you don't really know what's going on inside another person. You don't even know what's going inside yourself. Like, you can never know the depths of the depravity that other people can reach. And that's kind of like what the fear of is in werewolves. Or yourself. You don't know the depths of the depravity that you could right, reach. Right, exactly. Like, you don't know what horrible yeah. things you're capable of. And, like, sometimes you, you get to see that. And, you know, that's all part of it. I was re I was rewatching an episode of Rick and Morty actually, yeah. and it's the the one where they go to this the purge planet. Oh yeah, and um, so essentially, <laughs> which is really ridiculous because the whole time they're referencing like, oh, it's a purge planet, you know, like that movie The Purge, <laughs> where it's like a peaceful society, but like one night a year, like murder and theft and all the illegal things are legal like you could just do them and so they're the people who hide and then the people i guess who actively go out and do that stuff and um but like morty has a really hard time because eventually like he's like really patient he's like this is terrible this is bad this is unacceptable but then he keeps getting like pushed and finally breaks and (laughs) like you know murders the shit out of like a bunch of yeah and like i think situations like that in the sense where it's like you don't know what someone else is going through and, like, what it would take to push them to that place. Yeah. So, like, the idea of the, like, he just snapped. Like, nobody saw it coming. He just snapped, you yeah. know? Like, I think that's a really great kind of uh, modern-day uh, example of somebody that, like, back in the day might have been considered a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I think also, like, the the reasons and means of werewolves and, like, what they represent obviously has changed over time. So, like, mm. nowadays it kind yeah. of represents the idea that we've just been talking about, the PTSD, you don't, like, the monster within, you don't know what a person's capable of or what yourself is capable yeah. of. But back then it was pretty cut and dry, like, fucking, you made a pact with the devil, like, or, like, but, or whatever, But these you are know. people that you know. Like, they're people who you live with and they're people in your community and someone who you would consider not capable of that. And that's why it's, like, I think these that applies to older legends more than the modern-day ones, just because, like, they're, they're your in-group, and they've decided to make a pact with the devil and become mm-hmm. a werewolf. Or they just are a werewolf, you know? Right. I think a, a lot of the, the media nowadays kind of focuses, too, on the horror of becoming a werewolf. Not the horror of being hunted by someone you know, but, like, the horror of being mm-hmm. yes. a werewolf and, like... Hurting people, you yeah, know. and like waking mm-hmm. up, so like American Werewolf in Paris, and like um, Werewolf in London, yeah, and the uh, what's that character on Buffy? Um, Oz, Oz, yeah, he's like. There's constantly episodes where he's like, "Oh, I'm just in. I'm in this cage for now. Sorry, guys." Can't yeah, help. yeah, I find it interesting. Oh, that- bless his heart, because when he transformed, did he just look like he was wearing a really bad Yeti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
He was also pretty tiny. Like you said, there's no really good way to do that. He was also pretty tiny, so it's like, are you really that dangerous? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. When he rips out your throat, why don't you tell us about it? There's also, have you guys ever watched Being Human? Uh-uh. It's a, I have it. I've heard of it. It's a good TV show, and basically the start of it is that um, the I think it's a werewolf and a vampire. They're roommates, and they move into this house that's been haunted by this woman who died. Um, huh. And her her fiance she died like falling down the stairs, and her fiance was living in the house with her, and so he like puttered about for a bit, but he eventually sold the house, and she <laughs> like she's really distraught because she's you know she's still there. But he's moved on. And so um, she kind of starts... It's funny because she starts haranguing them to invite him over for, like, bro nights. <laughs> and they're like, we're not doing this for you. This is unhealthy. <laughs> and she's like, but, but we... Just, like, he really likes, like, Game of Thrones. You could just have him over. It's like, we don't know him. <laughs> so... Like, and, what, what would we tell him? Yeah, what would we say? <coughs> and at, at one point... He but that's kind of cool because they seem to be friends. Yeah, yeah. The werewolf and the... They yeah. are friends. And the, the, the dude who's a werewolf, his sister comes to stay and she doesn't know he's a werewolf and he has to like lock himself up without her finding out or like it's just like this really weird like just living your life as like these supernatural creatures and like (laughs) yeah yeah i really liked the show grim okay and um grim was kind of interesting because they kind of as it implies it was kind of based off of the brothers grim so the idea that the the brothers Grimm, or the Grimm family, were like hunted <clears throat> down like evil mythical creatures, right? But they're all kind of they're all animal based. So I guess this kind of plays more like into the shape shifting um, because they could kind of do it at will. But there's all these different animal things, and so they're like there were some that were part like part wolf, but then also like part dog, and that's different. Yeah. And part, you know, there might be some, like, part bird people (laughs) or fox people. So, or beavers. You know, so basically, like, any animal. The Grimm in this story, like, the TV show is, like, he's a police officer. So he talks about the kind of moral quandary of, like, I'm a Grimm and I'm supposed to kill you, but you're a citizen in my community and I'm a police officer and I have to uphold the law. I'm not going to murder you. Oh, interesting. So he ends up, like, only... It basically becomes this thing where he's just like, yeah, like, live, like, let us live peacefully. And, like, I, and he only, he doesn't really hunt anybody, but he only, like, intervenes and, like, kills, like, um, they're called Vesson, are the, the half people, the half people, half creature things. And so his best friend is basically, like, a werewolf. And I forget what they're called. Oh, they're called Blutbods. Which translates to bloodbath. And so oh, okay. they're like, they are the, I guess, like, the ones that are kind of directly associated with werewolves. But yeah. the, 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 his friend ends up being like, he's like, I'm vegetarian. Like, I don't even eat meat, much less, like, kill people. And, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's that idea of, in, in the context of this show, that, like, this is how I am. This doesn't make me a bad person. And I think up right. and and maybe it sounds like your show is a little bit like that too, where it's like I'm a werewolf, just trying to live my life, just trying to live my you know, life. Like I'm, I exist, and I I deserve a place on this earth. Like it doesn't mean I'm inherently evil or anything. In uh, have you guys ever seen True Blood or read the the books? Mm-mm. 
I've seen I've um, seen a lot of True Blood, not all of it. The the books are are more extensive on the mythology, but they have a, a weird set of like uh, systems for like shapeshifters in the Sicky Stackhouse series. So like there are werewolves who are like the the biker gang. They're like <laughs> the Hell's Angels. Seriously, like yeah, they're like testosterone poisoned. Like they're like oh, <laughs> and most of the other shifters like leave them alone. And so they they are um, hereditary, so you can't be bitten by one. Yeah. And then there's the shifters who can shift into a specific animal. So there's like a fox shifter and like a owl shifter or whatever. And then there are like uh, the character Sam, who is like can shift into anything. And so there's like different levels of shifters and like different reasons that they're. And there's like one community of like cougar shifters nice. out in the boonies and they're like straight up like hillbillies <laughs> like hill folk and they at some point snatch jason one of the characters and like turn him into a, a, a were cougar and like they want him to like impregnate all the women in the camp because they're running out of like <laughs> valuable genetics and it's just like yep that's what happens when you get snatched by hill folk um <laughs> And there's, there's like, a lot of different... There's a, a tiger shifter that comes into town, and he is, like... They're very rare, and so he's so into his family that, like, they... she He has a relationship with Suki, and she's like, you know what? I'm You're just way too into your family, so we can't do this. Um, I want to go so, back really quick and talk about... Yeah. Uh, you and Lauren was saying, like, how a lot of times werewolves are just, like, kind of living their life, trying to be, trying to be normal with this, like, strange curse. And I think yeah. that's another reason why... Um, they're off so often like kind of like the the foil for vampires because vampires it is a requirement of their their ability to stay alive that they eat human blood and so like right. they by necessity almost have to be evil like or at the very least like predatory on humans they can't live a normal yeah life. whereas werewolves they don't have to kill anybody although they do and often can so they can be normal and and happy and like they could even be helpful to humans. In certain circumstances. Yeah. So, like, that's why they kind of offset the vampires who are, like, never good for humans to be around. Whereas yeah. werewolves are, like, they can be when, you know, controlled in the right way and treated correctly and, and like, yeah. managed. And, like, most of the time they're normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I think that's another reason why, like, they've become such a popular foil for the vampires. I've been thinking about this, sense. and I think it's weird because there's so much emphasis on, like, where werewolves are man wolves but this is clearly like this is clearly like an allusion to like menstruation right like the lunar <laughs> I mean, the I lunar cycle that, like... and like how once a month you turn into this like so I raging bitch like... <laughs> I don't disagree but I was reading here that um the first movie to feature the transformative effect of the full moon was Frankenstein meets the wolfman in 1943 mm-hmm. so it's like a relatively oh. recent kind of addition to the werewolf myth the moon, the, the moon full thing. moon. Yeah, it used to. I guess it just was like you could turn whatever you wanted, or you could. You were always but that way. Yeah, I don't people. Know. There's always that myth that like people get crazy around the. Sure. Moon. Yeah. And that's where lunatic like, actually scientific... comes from. Like the word lunatic. Yeah, exactly. Lunatic. Refers to that the moon, that lunar Luna. cycle. Yeah, yeah. The base comes word from is Luna. The same. 
But the lunar cycle affecting people's hormonal cycles. Yeah. And, and like, them you crazy. know, nine, a good portion of your body is, like, water, and the moon, you know, controls water, so it's, like, obviously that has an effect. Right, like, when the tides uh, go is... out, and I just get super down. Yeah, right. But then the tide comes so, back, and then I'm, you know, I'm just And kidding. then I'm fine. <laughs> so weird. So, yeah. But you're, I mean, not to, not to say that it's not, like, a, a menstruation myth or... Or uh, allegory. No, or I whatever, mean, but, maybe yeah. it's like dudes are like, this is our menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little that's bit. That's an interesting thought. Like, actually, that's a really interesting thought. How many female vamp or werewolves do you see? Like, it's I mean, pretty rare, in, right? in more modern stories, you see them all the time. But oh, yeah. I'm in like, in uh, like old stories, no, not at all. Like, women, women and children are usually the victims. Right. Yeah. That so, is an interesting, yeah. like, you could write a thesis on that, I bet. Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. willing to bet you could write a college thesis. Especially but. because men do have hormonal cycles, just like Absolutely. women. They just don't yeah. have that physical aspect to it. Like, like because yeah. you don't, you know, bleed out of a, your penises. <laughs> Maybe you don't. <laughs> I don't. Speak yourself, don't Lauren. tell me what I can and can't do. Or do, or do and don't. <laughs> um... But yeah, so like maybe that's part of it too, where it's yeah. just like, you know, a lo- actually talking about this, it's like, talk- and talking about PTSD, where it's very common for someone suffering from PTSD to like really like abuse their their loved ones and not necessarily physically, yeah. but just like that, you know, just because of their emotional state, they get a regulated and end up kind of dumping on their yeah. loved ones but like yeah so it's like okay you could argue that this is a representation right of of a men's cycle where it's like and and the fact that like historically in these stories women and children were getting like murdered and dragged off into the woods and eaten it's like yeah. oh yeah daddy's a mean drunk you know I mean, like, <laughs> yeah that's not a far like judgment you know well, i wonder if this is a, a what happens uh, behind closed doors kind of thing a manifestation of like every once in a while, like once a month, Daddy gets really drunk and he's just crazy. Yeah, you know. Well, like even going deeper than that, like it might be like kind of a, a manifestation of like the fear of male emotion. You know, yeah, like, male hysteria. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you hit on something right yeah, there. Yeah, like because we don't talk about it, because we don't like discuss it or even allow for it really in society. Like these myths have popped up to explain like why men get hysterical sometimes yeah yeah and the fact that yeah. like right so it's like the only emotion you're allowed to have is anger it's you know? true. yeah i know <laughs> so it's like yeah oh, so it makes Matthew. sense that like you know it's like oh yeah if the only emotion that's acceptable for you to have is like anger or aggression then that's how you'll lash out when you're sad or right. or scared well, first of all and, and secondly um yeah like yeah like we're not allowed to have emotions at all so when we do it seems it can look like just like so like You're violence, okay. for yeah. instance. Like it just yeah. It's not that like someone's like being sad or scared, like Lauren you were saying, but like they're just violent. They're just a violent. They're they've gone crazy. Literally, they are a wolf now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, a berserker. If yeah. you will, they've lost that. I was also mind. looking at. Uh, looking at the berserker myth, which is similar, they're like warriors who would wear wolf skins and just go bananas. Mm-hmm. 
and had no fear and that's kind of well you know, they would they would do they would be wolves or bears is really common for yeah. them to have bear skins as well but they also took a lot of hallucinogenic mushrooms yes and so they they became these like uh you know man wolves bear wolves bear man bear, man, bear, bear, bear humans <laughs> man bear man bear pigs um and there's actually there's a a bruin is a is a man bear right yeah well, and, like, I, I really love, like, some of my favorite characters. Like, I really love, like, The Hobbit is one of my favorite books. And I love, like, Bjorn because he's a shapeshifter and he turns into the, he turns into this huge, massive bear. But he's, he's cunning and he's wise and he talks about, you know, in the, in the movie rendition, he talks about how, like, his kind were all, like, hunted down, and he's, like, the last one, but he's still, like, a good steward of the forest, and he owns, like, many animals, and, um, takes care of them, so it's, like, he turns into an animal, but it's part of his shape-shifting is what makes him a decent person, um, because it allows him to protect the, the, the land that is his and the animals that are his and he attack but he protect yeah <laughs> thanks Matt <laughs> mm-hmm. yep and um so he's like he's really kick ass and I also really like this is kind of a stretch so you can edit this out <laughs> but when I was reading the Golden Compass I always yeah. really liked the the bears and the in that story. And I know that they're not shapeshifters or whatever, but... Nor they wolves. They're not wolves either. They're bears. But it was that, like, that intelligent, like, they had... They, they were sentient and had, like, human minds and could talk. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Panzer Jorn. And, and wanted... And, in, and, like, in a lot of ways, too, like, wanted to be human. Wanted to have... Wanted yeah. to be human. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what would we do if anim- if if animals turned into people and like once a month the wolf turned into a person <laughs> that would be a funny story yeah. like a reverse werewolf thing human. is when all the dogs and all the cats just turned into humans yeah. on the night of the full moon that would be super awkward <laughs> yeah always. i mean it would result in some weird crossover breeze yeah exactly definitely. i don't know why this popped in my head but i just immediately just went to like yeah could you imagine like being a dog or a cat and like needing to go to the vet like while you were in your human form so it's like you have to go to a human doctor and ask them to like express your anal glands or like or like pull did, pull grass out of your butthole because you wouldn't you just have been... those things when you were a human but you'd be like yeah when i turn back like you just have to like postpone it for a couple days i guess yeah. i need to re i need I to think reschedule it'd be more awkward to like be asleep as a human and like with your wife, and then all of a sudden, like your cat, like brrr, like anime styles into like a cat girl in your bed, and you're like, uh, "Well, we don't dress her in clothes, dear. Like this is not my fault." <laughs> uh, I think it would be funny if you tried to go to a vet. You'd be like, "My my ground thinger hurts. The thing that I put on the ground to make me go, it hurts. <laughs> it's ouchies. That's right. It's ouchies." <laughs> It, like you wouldn't know how to describe anything. Like, oh, my food, my food, my food sack is 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 rumbly. 
Can you make it stop? Well, like, they wouldn't even be able to speak English. Like, they would... That would be, like, an interesting thing. They'd be, like, feral humans. Yeah. Yeah. They just wouldn't... I just... Yeah, okay. I mean, like, this would have been a really different statement for me to make when I was talking about the cat earlier. If it was just like, oh, yeah, it's just this, like, eight-year-old girl just crying to get in my room. Like, <laughs> really... Uh, she's fine. She's, she's a little fine. She's rat. fine. Don't pay any attention to her. She's a little entitled. Okay. <laughs> she wants like food and water like every day. I just I don't even. Understand. Well, I wonder if you would treat your pets better if that was like the case. Because like you suddenly see them as people, like actual people, and mm-hmm. you'd be like, maybe we should give you like real human food, and then they'd be cats again, and you'd be like, well, no, you don't give cats. <laughs> I'm so confused. Or, like, people who, like, <laughs> over, like overly spoil their animals. And so it's like, yeah, would you let your dog shit in the house if it turned into a little boy and, like, stared at you <laughs> while it was, like, pooping yeah, like, yeah. in the, like, sunroom or whatever? You, pro- you would probably teach it to, like, go to the bathroom in a more acceptable way at that point. Or you'd point. try. You'd have, like, 24 hours to, like, 24 yeah, hours every month to, like, it. try and get through to this stupid animal. <laughs> Be like, no, no, no! Now you poop in the toilet. The rest of the time, you go poop outside because you also don't want a little boy pooping outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god! You're just like that would be. I'm an trying to think of a TV dog show. name, but the last dog name I heard was Chives. So like this little boy named Chives <laughs> pooping in your yard. Like, damn it, Chives! Be like. Friskers, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you outside? Get back in your cage. Right. Oh, man, that'd be so messed up. Well, I just wanted to mention a couple of other, because um, there's a lot of books with werewolves in them. For instance, Kelly Armstrong has a lot, has a series, um, that, and she's Canadian, and it is now, I don't know why that was important. I know, I was like, <laughs> she's Canadian. So, so you know like, it's good. Even Canadians have this. <laughs> no. Uh, it's It's been made into a TV show recently, and it's on Netflix called Bitten. Oh, um, yeah. The, yeah, TV show is, it, I, I want to watch it all because it's trash, but um, the, the books are really good. And then uh, Patricia Briggs has one that is about, the main character can shift into a coyote she's not a werewolf but she's not a coyote wear either i guess um but she's yeah and she's married to a werewolf and all sorts of crap happens blood and chocolate is a book by actually i live in dc and she's a local librarian and she wrote this book about basically this werewolf like family lived out in the boonies in a small town and they had um they are, like, very, very close-knit, so they don't talk to other people. They just kind of stick together. And it's not a, a nuclear family. It's, like, a tribe of of werewolves. And they all lived in these this little community. And they got their house burnt down because the locals found out they were werewolves or they didn't like them or whatever. This is modern day. Uh, and so they had to move to the big city. And so she's, like, going to school for the first time. She's, like... 15, 16, and she's trying to, like, navigate relationships with, like, humans, and all of her tribe is, they're also at school, and they're around, and they're like, why are you even talking to the meat people? And (laughs) all sorts of things. And it all takes place in, like, suburban Maryland. Um, I feel like that's pretty dumb. I've never understood, I understand, okay, I do understand that mob mentality of, like, through our sheer numbers, we can overwhelm the monster kind of thing. 
Yeah. But the last fucking thing I would do once I found out that somebody was a werewolf would be to like burn down their house and piss them off. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Like There's I would like be like, oh, tribe you, of them. you've been this way the whole time and, and we've never had any issues. Let's just keep living this way. Yeah, right? Like it seems to be working so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like also, but like maybe you can buy a cow every full moon and just eat that instead, you know? Like, sure. Let's manage this there problem instead of like. We can work this out, guys. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like, werewolves, you can work it out. Vampires, you can definitely not. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, definitely I, not. There's such And uh, Vampire Diaries also has, there's like a werewolf sidekick. And um, it's like this prominent family. And all of them are secretly werewolves for some reason. And they have like a cellar out in the woods where they chain themselves up and so the son has to figure all this out because her his father died or something and so he has to like go out into the woods and chain himself up every full i I find this interesting this like you have to chain yourself up or lock yourself up um during the full moon because it's like a very interesting trope because like it's often like oh i didn't get to the chains in time or oh my god the door is unlocked or you know, and that's how the drama happens. Well, yeah, it's, yes. it's interesting for drama reasons, but it makes perfect sense. Like, if you're a regular human, you, or if you're, like, a person with, like, generally good morals, you don't want to, like, go around, like, murdering and rampaging. So, like, yeah. what can you do? You know, you isolate yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah and I, I also want to point out that this is, we've consistently said this, but, um, like, a lot of werewolf stories tend to have that element of a- attempting self-control, I want to say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. where, like, werewolf stories consistently have this theme of, like, you have to chain me up. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody. And they're at least, like, they're acknowledging that, like, I will do bad things and that's not my intention, but I need your help vis-a-vis chaining me up in a cellar or or chaining myself up. If you know. Yeah. But, like, other stories, like like vampires are just, a lot of them are just like, we can't die! We'll do what we want! <laughs> well, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, so I would argue that that's what makes werewolves better. This has been, well, this whole conversation has been about who's better. It's we not, it's just like, <laughs> we didn't, how they're different. No, 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 we didn't say this at the beginning. <laughs> You're either Team Jacob or Team Edward. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what that means, but I'm on the werewolf side. <laughs> Jacob. You're Team Jacob. Sure. Team Jacob. Team Jacob. I'm Team Jacob too. Yeah, I like werewolves better. Yeah, because um, they're like alive and stuff. Well, and yeah. Not first dead. of all, but like, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Is like werewolves, like, can be managed. It's like a disease that you can manage, like anything else. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you have diabetes. Like, like you eat people. Like there's not a like diabetes. It's either you or those other people. So like, <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking about this. Like werewolf lycanthropy is like an excess of life. Like you're just too. Uh, vivacious. <laughs> you, you have so much life, but vampires is like a you know a uh, dearth of life. Like That's you don't have a really enough good life. Point. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you're taking it from other people. The vampire appetite whereas... is like overflowing, both like like with aggression and, and violence and like like energy. Whereas like vampires are kind of like skulking and like yeah. they're still like very brooding and like. There's this mentality attractive. of like, what's the rush? Right, sure. <laughs> I'm going to live forever, That's so I, I'm rush. just going to do what I want when I want to. And yeah. if several people... I mean, like, Lestat had a really great kind of 
monologue in the Vampire Chronicles where he talks about, which I think kind of encompasses the, like, vampire idea, which is, like, God kills indiscriminately, and so shall we. And in, he, so oh, basically good. he's comparing himself, he's saying, like, we are gods here on Earth. Yeah. And so what do, the, what do these people matter? Whereas, like, werewolf stories, like, a lot of times the person who is a werewolf is just as horrified, if not more, by their actions when they transform. It's yeah. Meaning that they still have that, they're not sociopaths, right? They they feel remorse yeah. and regret, and they don't want to hurt anyone. Well, I think it's important to note, too, that, like, it's not necessarily just because they're a vampire, just because they're, like, a, a werewolf that, like, they feel these moral differences. Like, there are, were, there are like, vampire stories about, like, where vampires you feel, like, very terrible about killing people and stuff. But, like, the difference is, like, the fundamental way in which, like, the 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 affliction works on the per, on the human is that like a vampire cannot help but kill people to survive and so eventually yeah. they ha- kind of have to overcome the pro- their problem with killing people mm. whereas like a werewolf they can they cannot kill people and be fine and eat like an apple later you know <laughs> this is, i think this also is true. they can uh, eat regular food <laughs> I think also that, like, vampires are very solitary, or they're, like, comes in ones or twos, whereas werewolves are often portrayed in packs. Which makes sense, because of the, the dog thing. Yeah, but, I mean, like, humans are, you know, um, pack animals as well, so, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. No, I was gonna say, yeah, because, like, <laughs> it just means that if you're a human plus a dog, you're even more of a pack animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. I well, you don't want to. You don't want to hurt your pack. You don't want to be excluded from the pack. And also, like because there's like a lot of you in a in a small area, you have to be extra careful to be quiet because otherwise, people will burn down your house. Apparently, yeah. yeah. So that's actually a good question. Like, how often do does media with werewolves portray them as pack creatures, and how often does it portray mm. them as solitary creatures? Because a lot of times, I feel like it's solitary. Uh, a lot of the books that I've read have been pack. Um, There's a really cool movie yeah. called Dog Soldiers, and it's about uh, these. It's about this like special operations unit, like some military unit that go on this training thing. So it's like the war games, you know, where they like helicopter them in and they have to do whatever training thing. Before you go too far into this, I'm just imagining like. Air Bud, but like military version. <laughs> <laughs> With like German Shepherds. German, yeah. No, Gold Retrievers still. Gold, still gold Retrievers. Gotcha, like gotcha. Kill Buddies is what we call it. Oh. Kill Buddies. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Someone make it. Kill Buddies. Um, but they, where they're dropped off at, they basically uh, are, they're basically dropped off in the middle of the woods and the middle of this like werewolf colony. Uh. So it's like this, this family. And so they're getting. The, the training simulation basically becomes real life when they're hunted down by werewolves. Damn. And um and they it's like so it's like spoiler alert. Okay. I'm not I, I paused I paused for effect. <laughs> okay. Uh, to give people time to be like, oh shit and like knock their headphones out. Um the the fan so they, they find this like barn, they find this home and then that's when they realized that, like, oh, shit. Like, because they basically ran to the home and were like, oh, my God, there's these things out there. And then and then the people in the home are like, it's us. <laughs> it's us. <Yeah>. Just kidding. <laughs> so, 
So, like, that's another element of that, like, pack where it's like, oh, yeah, we just live in the woods and, and, and you know, so they, it's, it's kind of that idea where it's like, if you come to us, we're not going to not eat you, but we do live <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. So there, there are, there are warning signs. Yeah. Um, there is, in the Anita Blake series, they have a lot of, like, good world building in this series, and a lot of, so, like, there's different kinds of lycanthropy. There's werewolves, there's rat, were-rats, there's bears, there's whatever. There's even a were-dog, and he, and these are all sweet, um, but the, the werewolves live, like, you know, people, and they have their pack and whatever, but then there's, like, the were-rats, who a lot of them are, like, street gangs, are in street gangs. Mm-hmm. And, like, were-hyenas also have street gangs. And, like, so gangs started to, like, since lycanthropy was so common, they started thinking, well, if we all became one of these, you know, werewolves or, you know, were-hyenas or whatever, then we'd be stronger. And so they all started kind of, like, this arms race of, of lycanthropy. Oh, wow. Um, going through and it's kind of kind of interesting that way like the way that they set that up i don't think blade has any werewolves i still haven't seen it (laughs) (laughs) um i was trying to saw blade runner you did see blade runner yes um (laughs) um, i was trying to think of other like uh films that i've seen that like either were specifically like the Underworld series, which is like vampires and werewolves, Teen Wolf made oh, a comeback. Oh yeah, Teen Wolf. That's right. Teen Wolf is very popular. I haven't seen it. Yeah, there's like um, the Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf, and now I think it, there's a show based yeah. on the the film. Yeah, lots of people like it. Yeah, I've I've not watched any of it, but um, I'm trying to... back to what you were saying about the dog soldiers. Yeah. Um, one of these series, the werewolf. Uh, the head werewolf was, like, in Vietnam. He was a human soldier in Vietnam. Mm. And, like, while in the jungle, got bitten by a werewolf. And, like, now is... And has been alive since then, just being a werewolf. Oh, man. That's fucking lame. Yeah, he got... Oh, another one in a different series, he gets lycanthropy because they develop a vaccine for lycanthropy. (laughs) And so people in college are required to get the vaccination but he get a gets a bad batch so he actually becomes a werewolf. Oh wow. Instead. Blah, blah. So see the world building is so good. <laughs> With the a bad batch. Bad batch. Um the last one I did want to talk about was Anne Rice's sister Alice Bouchard. Mm-hmm. She has this series that is very good. Um it's it has a lot of like different kinds of mythology into it, but the first book is about this Roman woman who is a werewolf and she is being controlled by her uncle because her parents are dead or whatever. And she has a fortune and her uncle is controlling her because he wants this fortune. So he tries to marry her off to this King, this foreign King. And, um, she's like, okay, I'll get along with this. Um, as long as you leave me alone. And she marries this guy, and she's about to go live with him, and he's like, you need to give me all your money before you leave, the uncle. Um, And she's like, fuck you, it's my money, and I have a powerful husband now, Uh, you can't do anything to me. And so he's like, yes, I can, and he makes her turn into a wolf, and then he, like, exposes her to her husband, that she's a wolf, and her husband's like, 
Whoa. And all of her husband, her husband and all of his court, like, they all turn into wolves and, like, attack him. Because, like, they're wolves, too. That's perfect. It was so great. It was so great. And you, throughout the book, you knew that he was a werewolf from, like, the beginning. And so you're just waiting for this moment the whole time. Because you're like, just tell him. Just tell him. He'll know. He knows what you're talking about. He knows what werewolves are. Aww. And at the end, he's just like, yep. I didn't know that, but now I do. And they attack him, and it's great. What is this again? It's uh, Alice Bouchard, and her book is called... Nope, don't remember. That's okay. Sorry. I just was... uh, That's Anne Rice's sister, The Silver Wolf. It's called The Silver Wolf. The Silver Wolf. Yeah. Um, The the other thing I want to mention is one of my all-time favorite werewolves is totally Remus Lupin. Oh, yeah. Um, That's right. We didn't even talk about Harry Potter this episode. Oh, we almost didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We made it back around. Made it back around. But he's a werewolf, and and I also also really appreciate Remus' character because he's he's a werewolf who is trying to, by taking the potion um, every month, is trying to not turn into a werewolf, but... Um, the other werewolf in the story is uh, Fenrir Greyback, who, right. um, when Voldemort came back to power, was intentionally not killing people, but, like, intentionally biting them and cursing mm. them. Like children. He was especially, yeah. like, children. He was yeah. targeting children. And if I remember correctly, Fenrir is the one that bit Remus. Yes. As a child. As a child. Yeah. So that was something he kind of always did. Yeah. But... Especially at the height of the Dark Lord's power. But you don't really hear about other werewolves except for Remus and Fenrir, which I think is and Fenrir And Fenrir is, like, gang. He supposedly yeah. has, like, a, I guess, a pack. Um, because, yeah, he, he's trying to, like, nego- Fenrir is negotiating on behalf of a group of werewolves all the time. So he's like, oh, you can't do this to me. We're gonna, you know get back to you or whatever yeah and he is the one who kind of brokers a piece with the dark with the uh, voldemort um yeah. don't call him the dark lord it gives him too much power <laughs> <laughs> matthew is just rolling his eyes i cannot see him but i'm sure that he's just disgusted with us no I'm, i just have nothing to add i think we've talked all about harry potter that we could easily talk we that is genuinely so, talk about so untrue <laughs> patently false Ugh. patently false uh-huh Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's the at the end of uh, the werewolves. Um, I I would like to see more movies solely about werewolves, but I I actually think that the way that they did the werewolf CG in Harry Potter in the third one was really good. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, but it is hard to like represent them on film. I have not seen a very good version besides that one on film. So well, I mean, there's some really good sequences uh, in like. You know, like American Werewolf in Paris or whatever. American Werewolf in London was the original, where it's like the same director that did Michael Jackson's Thriller, and so he did like the transform the transformation. That's the thing, yeah. The transformation sequence is actually supposed to be very good in that one. Yeah, Mm. it's very scary. Okay, but it's also it is it is very good, but it's also like because it was made in the was it like the seventies early 80s mm. I think is when that movie came out it's also like it's really cool because it's all um, 
it there there is no CGI. It's all practical effects. So it's like yeah. really cool to watch it. But then it so but then it also too is like very easy for you to like realize it, it kind of breaks the reality a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say that. I should let people like watch that and make their own decisions. But it's hard as someone who's grown up watching CGI get better and better. Yeah. Um not to say that it's always used well or executed well, but it has been getting better. So like the but I think that's a good example too of like just because you have the the CGI technology doesn't mean it's going to be represented well. But then when you see things from like the 60s and 70s and stuff where they're using practical effects, it's there it's almost kind of like silly. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to I want to leave this to I, I put out a call to action that someone needs to write or make a short make a short story, short film or whatever about the like the opposite animal. <laughs> the the cats and dogs turning into humans yes. on the full yeah. moon. Yes. yes. I, I don't know what we would call that. I, like, I'm almost positive Reverse there has to be like, an anime about that already. Like a horror anime or something where a guy has oh, like, a yeah. lot of pets and then they all turn into like, sexy versions of the pets. It's like a dude who, yeah, a dude who has a lot of cats yeah. and then they all turn into like sexy women. I see it. It's like almost too easy. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. But it's I would be low hanging fruit. I would be interested point. in seeing like a. An, a serious version of that. <laughs> not the I'd, sexy I'd be interested, like a, like a not sexy. A... I don't want it to be serious. I don't want it to be sexy. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the little boy I'd... shitting outside is pretty <laughs> hilarious. I'd be interested in seeing like a flight of the Concords kind of exactly. Uh, that would be perfect. Yeah, mm, tone yes. there. That would be great. So. <laughs> somebody get somebody get Jermaine on the phone. <laughs> I wanted to do it. Well, thank you for listening to us, listeners, and uh, let us know if you have any opinions about werewolves. Um, and we will be releasing again in a month. So goodbye, listeners. Bye. Bye. Bye.